Welcome back, guys. We are here. Another episode, another Monday. Today, we are recapping The Shy, Season 3, Episode 2. So if you haven't seen Episode 2, which I highly doubt is likely, I mean, the season ended about two weeks ago (laughs) at this point. So I know you've seen it. We're just talking about it now. Um, Yeah, we're going to jump into it. Hey, Patrice. Hey, Sheena. What's up? Girl, not bad, actually. I feel like I've been complaining on here the last few episodes, and people probably think I'm just this negative person, but Mm -hmm. I am doing well. You know, I got time with my family, so it's good to see Mm -hmm. them. Um, Maxie is still Maxie, for people that know Maxie's my dog. And yeah, we're we're good. We're good. Shout out to Maxie. I sometimes wish I had a pet during Mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's so, I don't know, it's just really quiet. It would be nice to, like, have a dog to play with. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, Maxie, he not really playing because he old, <laughs> but <laughs> he, he, he at least lets me cuddle him when he's too tired mm-hmm. to push me off of him. So that is nice to get some loving in, some hugs in. Some yeah, hugs. it's something to hug, something to hug no more. <laughs> I'm totally, you know me, I 1000% support dogs. I'm sorry to cat mm-hmm. people. I just don't vibe with them. But shout out to all the dog people. If you do get a dog, I love dogs. See, I, I don't know. It's still, I feel like it's a lot of work. If anything, I would maybe start with like a fish. Yeah. Or a turtle. Like something small. No lie. It's legit <laughs> like you're watching another life. Like, Especially like when he gets sick, it's a whole nother bill taking him to the vet. Oh God, yeah, giving him food. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, dogs are a big responsibility if you're thinking about it. But I think it's good mm-hmm. practice. Like yeah, if you want to be like a parent or something, it really is good because you literally like I make my plans ar- around him. Like I have to make sure he's yeah. good, and you know, mm-hmm. then I can go on about my day. But yeah, yeah, I think a fish is good, especially like a first time pet person just to mm-hmm. fill it out. Because I'm sure their responsibility, too. I don't know much about fish, but. Yeah, I guess just cool. keep them fed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Clean good enough to me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, my sister, she just got a um dog. And uh-huh. he's just nine weeks. So I have a little nephew. Oh, wow. But, he's a little puppy. Yes, but it was so funny. I'll have to send you a video. Like, Maxie, oh, he's 12. So he's mm-hmm. an old grumpy man. I was like, we the retirement <laughs> home. Y'all the daycare. Like, her dog has so much energy. Like, I was watching him while they went out one night. And I mm-hmm. literally was just stressed out. Because I'm just used to the older, chill dog. And yes. this getting lost. I'm trying to find him. Like, <laughs> my dogs are a lot. Especially puppies. Like, he was Noted. all over the place. But he's super cute. I can't wait to see him again when I go back What home. kind of dog is he? He's an Australian Shepherd, mm-hmm. so he's, I think, well, she got a mini one, so he's going to get a little bigger, but not as big as, like, a full one, okay. um, so I think, I think it's, uh, eventually he'll be bigger than Maxie, but right now, Maxie was, like, towering over him, and Maxie oh. isn't even that big, because he's a shit zoo, but that's how small 
the puppy was but um Aww. he was really cute though it was just it was he a sounds lot of work. cute it was a lot of work <laughs> but he was cute. he was cute <laughs> nice so um i hope all of our listeners are doing well in the midst of everything going on uh, just a few updates for what had happened was segment so i wanted to start off with some sad news so for our game of thrones fans unfortunately we we lost the actress who played Lady Olena Tyrell, um, Diana Rigg, and she has passed. So just rest in peace to her. Yeah. She was such was a shocked. big character. Like, I yes. loved her character. So, yes. <laughs> and then I honestly, no lie, I really didn't know her work and just seeing mm-hmm. people post all the things she's done. Like, right she was low-key a baddie in the game like she been about their life like all her characters seem to be like empowerment type women so Mm -hmm. i thought that was dope um was it just natural causes like because she was Um, i think so i just saw her age i didn't really see anything like if she was sick or anything okay okay gotcha well yeah rest in peace she definitely has like the most iconic scenes from game of thrones yes i just stand her shadiness yes and i may rewatch it like just to see her like talk down to people but i, I love it yes yes <laughs> next we have some happy news so congrats to maya brock appeal for inking a deal with netflix to create more original content for them which is awesome we know her work so like love is girlfriends like the list can go on right and so it's exciting to see that she's gonna have some new content for netflix coming up listen netflix <laughs> is putting all their money behind black creatives and i am here for it yes. like shonda got a netflix deal kenya Barris got a netflix deal mm-hmm. pretty sure like the obamas got one i remember hearing about that Like, Netflix is really just pouring into Black people, and I'm here for it. Like, shout out to Netflix. Yes, take notes, um, HBO. (laughs) Um, We need more POC content out there, but congrats to her. Like, this is so awesome. Yes, and Mara, like you said, like, Girlfriends, Moesha, right Mm -hmm. now she currently has Black Lightning on. She did the game. That's her show? Yeah, Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, it's with her and her husband, but I know he got caught up in all the Me Too stuff, so I'm just kind of oh. attaching it to her right now because I do love Black Lightning. Um, that but man. it is under their production, so okay, they have the free reign to do original series at Netflix, and you know, Netflix, you can kind of do a little bit more than what you can mm-hmm. see on television. I'm excited to see yeah. what she comes up with. This yeah, is me great. too. And lastly, I have a new show alert on Hulu. It's called Woke, and it's starring Lamorne Morris. So those who were fans of New Girl, if you remember him, he's the actor who played Winston Bishop, who we all know and love. Um, So it's nice to see him in this new role. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I plan to start it this weekend, but have you seen it yet? I am already on episode four. (laughs) Okay. It is so good. Like how can I describe it? It's like touches on, I guess, kind of when, you know, I don't like to define anyone's blackness, Mm -hmm. but I guess someone who may be a little out of touch and the event that happens to him, I won't spoil it, but that kind of 
in a sense, for the name of the show, woke him up. So Mm, now he's just getting more aware of his blackness. Oh, I like that. Yes, and I think it's great because it's not kind of, it's not like hardcore in your face, kind of like a Spike Lee do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And with his comedy, you know, I feel like he appeals to you know, black and white people, kind of like a Nicole Byer. So it's intellectually funny, but it still kind of gets the point across where you still get what they're like, it's not like militant or whatever, but it's still, I get what they're trying to do. And I think it's great. And I think they're doing like a great job with the message. I love it. Shout out to Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. I was surprised. And now that I'm four episodes in, I'm almost done because I saw it's only eight. So it's a quick Mm -hmm. binge too, because they're only 30 minute episodes. Oh yeah. Can get that done quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all I have. Do you have anything else you know? Um, I did wanted to shout out Kiki Palmer. Um, she is joining the new proud family reboot what yes she's going to be a character on proud family louder and prouder that's the name of the show it's going to be on disney Mm -hmm. plus um sorry y'all i'm having a disney moment y'all know me (laughs) just bear with me but um kiki she's going to be playing like a young activist um and i'm I'm assuming she's going to be younger than penny because it says her character is going to be 14 I believe but it seemed Mm -hmm. like she's going to be one of those characters that in modern day she's the one that's going to all like the black uh black lives matter marches and um stuff like that so I think it's great because even Kiki she expressed like she watched she grew up watching the proud family which we all did Mm -hmm. so for her now a part of the cast I just I'm just so excited for her like she keeps a job and she does she just hosted the vmas right yes <laughs> my sis stays working okay so for stays her with, her with kyla pratt like i just feel like they're gonna make magic and i'm super excited for her yes that's awesome yes and on uh, one last thing that i want to share it's not as happy as kiki but with journey smollett as you all know lovecraft country on hbo it's now um on and streaming great great show by the way yes, i could probably yes. talk about that the length of a whole episode but um during her press uh for the show she expressed that she had been sexually harassed on many of her sets since she was about 12 oh my gosh and if y'all have followed journey's career i mean she's literally been on tv her whole life literally from full house she was michelle tanner's best friend up mm-hmm. until now so that's a lot of sets that she's been on throughout the years to disclose that. And I just really want Hollywood and men to do better. And like, yes. even now we're talking about the shy and, you know, Brandon, Jason Mitchell is no longer on the show because he was sexually mm-hmm. harassing women. And I just, right. it really, I'm happy women are being more vocal about it. And I really mm-hmm. hope that it stops because that that's just ridiculous that she's been through that over the years yeah and that can like taint someone's whole experience so I like journey she's so you know strong for still wanting to be in the profession just because she loves it so much but the fact that she had to go through that for years like just do better all you men in Hollywood like we're tired 
yeah it's time to change <laughs> it, it's time it's time but yeah like you said she's so strong shout out to journey uh mm-hmm. we love her on this podcast we support her we both love lovecraft country it is one of the best shows so far this year yes. um so shout out to her seriously i just had to shout out her awesome so we are talking about the shy episode two this week mm-hmm. um how did you feel about the episode like overall um i'm not gonna lie i thought it was a little slow like okay. there were nice like like funny parts but mm-hmm. overall i just there wasn't a lot revealed if that makes sense no yeah that makes sense um okay. i definitely think i can see where you're coming from i definitely think they're still trying to at least in this episode find their footing with this mm-hmm. new storyline that they're trying to go about um yeah so yeah it's just it's just a different show you know kind of from season one to three <laughs> so um we're just adjusting with these new characters yeah um yeah I, I can see i can see the episode being slow for sure yeah um so it opens with kevin and keisha's room and it's clear that she hasn't been back home so he's wondering you know where she could be yeah um, he sees her purse which takes us to a flashback of them um it's kevin keisha and their mom they were in the car uh kevin was acting like he was starving and his mom <laughs> wouldn't give him any french fries um he goes in Keisha's purse to take out what he thought was a mint, but it was actually birth control. Like, boys are so annoying. <laughs> so, and I hope for his sake it was a placebo pill. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you going through her purse, Kevin? Wait, leave her alone. No. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> but um, this resulted in Keisha getting in trouble for being on birth control without her mom knowing um and kevin getting to those fries because that's what he really wanted (laughs) but um i got a sense that he didn't realize the extent to what he did to Mm -hmm. her like he was just hungry um but i don't think he realized like the trouble that he got her in and i thought this was an interesting memory for him to have Mm -hmm. because it certainly wasn't a positive one at all true yeah but when i thought about it it related back to the presence day um because she said he's always getting her into trouble so now that he's older he's trying to do better at covering for her but Mm -hmm. he knows she would have been back home by now like he kept up his end of the Uh, bargain like where where are you you know Mm -hmm. Um, i like that yeah yeah like you can tell he's really trying like not to mess up like Mm -hmm. making sure she doesn't get in trouble um and we you know he goes to text one of keisha's friends um to tell her that she's been gone for two days Um, yeah on her laptop right yes yes Mm -hmm. yes trying to figure out where she is um his mom comes in and of course she's like you know stop covering for her y'all need to stop lying to me but Mm -hmm. kevin's really not lying at this point like he really doesn't know where she is like yeah he's trying to come up with good lies but he really doesn't know where she is and i i wonder if why he didn't just say i haven't seen her either but i guess that's part of like not getting her in trouble but he really didn't know where she is right correct like Like, he's trying to like cover for her and not get her in mm -hmm. trouble 
And yeah. that's what I think was like the point of that flashback they showed us. So it's like he's gotten older and understanding, like to have each other's backs or whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like you said, he he really didn't know. So that could have been a time to be like, actually, mom, like I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know where she is either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Emmett is booked and busy, y'all. He I is mad now, at it. <laughs> he is now catering a gender reveal party. Um, it looks like one of his multiple baby mamas hired him for the job. Um, the party is for her cousin. Mm-hmm. And she calls him saying she heard how terrible he did at the lesbian wedding. <laughs> and he better not mess up their food. Mm-hmm. And he won't. Because he literally ordered everything. <laughs> like, multiple delivery drivers was dropping off tons of food to him. Like, they weren't from the same restaurant, right? No. Like, these these he, were like... It's almost like he did Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates. Like, he just got <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. All of them. Literally. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not mad. Like, which one goes is this postmates the one that goes to the grocery store because one of them like dropped off hawaiian punch <laughs> yes okay so yeah so he probably did call them yes he had everybody coming through for him <laughs> my thing is you can't couldn't he get his own juice like why he needs somebody i'm confused about that like if you're gonna bring anything like you can bring the drinks girl that's not hard do nothing (laughs) nothing like and like you said i'm not mad at him either because he can't cook so he improvised yeah but (laughs) but maybe he should have ordered from places people wouldn't recognize so easily (laughs) let's take a listen Barbecue is on point. This gotta be lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you want me to make you a plate? I could have ordered takeout myself, nigga. That was some shady ass shit you pulled, serving the people food from other restaurants. Shady jeans. Shady. I was so <laughs> weak. <laughs> I like he could have gotten away with this had he chosen yes. something that people didn't know. Yeah, something low-key, you know? Because I know yes. me personally, before COVID, as at least, I like to go out to eat. I have my mm-hmm. regular places. So if you gave me food from that place, I'm sure mm-hmm. I would have been able to be like, oh, yeah, this XYZ. I know what this is. <laughs> like, yes. You should have <laughs> ordered from something that was, like, super low-key, like, just to get some food. Yes. And he ordering from these popular places. I'm so weak. Like, he could have gone, like, maybe somewhere outside the city. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, I don't know. He wasn't he, thinking about that. Do better, Emmett, okay? Do better. <laughs> <laughs> like, the concept is great. Like, I see you being resourceful, but right. know that people recognize the stuff that they like. Yes. <laughs> um but she still pays him giggly i may i might add like i don't get why women love Emmett so much i mean granted he's fine yeah you know he is such a bum like Emmett is a bum (laughs) like seriously and he literally has like five baby mamas and they all just still it's like they all have this weak spot for him and i don't understand like i want better for all of them Stigmatized. 
my god but i have to point out at the gender reveal party mm-hmm. um the lady her cousin she was having twins and she was not happy because she already had four kids and i died y'all like her reaction i was weak <laughs> like can you imagine being at your baby shower and like all this time you think you're having one and they're like no just kidding you're having twins yes because the balloon it did the pink and blue confetti and, and she's she like, like what <laughs> That was the best reaction. That was yes. the hardest I laughed all episode. That was hilarious. <laughs> yes, Jesus take the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so um Nina and Dre get to Keisha's school to look for her since they haven't seen her in two days. And you know, Keisha may mess around at home, but Nina knows her daughter and knows mm-hmm. she doesn't miss school. You know, she's a good student. Right. Um, but they receive news that no parent wants to hear. Let's check it out. I'm afraid Keisha's not here. In fact, she's had a lot of absences lately, which isn't like her. How come no one called us if she's been missing school? Well, my apologies, Mrs. Williams, but we have over 4,000 students. It's hard to keep track of every single one. But isn't that your job? Actually, it's your job to make sure your child shows up and on time. You're the parent. Okay. We just need to find her. Keisha's been gone for two days and was slightly on edge, as you can imagine. I understand. I've asked her teachers. We've reached out to some of her classmates, but no one's heard from her. I'll let you know if I hear anything. Thank you for your time. I'm sure she'll turn up soon. But what if she doesn't? Who's to blame for that, us or you? Okay, so the panic mode is on now. Yeah, for sure. How did you feel about how the principal or whoever that lady was, she just mm-hmm. kind of seemed so nonchalant. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, parents do have maybe the obligation to get their kids to school. Right. But the the administration didn't even alert the parents that their child wasn't in school. Right. Like, even if the parents get them there, like, if they don't stay in class, like, that's the admin's job to let the parents know yeah she just was like i don't know i felt i felt so bad for them Mm -hmm. um like i said the the panic mode is definitely now on and kevin shows up to the school too Mm -hmm. um and he gets more information than his mom does because he goes straight to keisha's best friend yeah um who has an attitude by the way because she hasn't heard from keisha either (laughs) but um I'm sure the panic is set in for Kevin as well, because it's like, okay, if your best friend doesn't know where you are, something is wrong. Like, I know this yeah. is the one person you would have reached out to. Mm-hmm. And if she hasn't heard from Keisha, then something's definitely wrong, like you said. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So um, she's helpful to Kevin because she gives him Keisha's boyfriend's name and lets him know he runs with the 63rd Street Mob Gang. Um, so it's not much, but it's a start. It's a start. Yeah, he's doing better than the, the school. Admin. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Duda lets Jake know that Trig is back and that he wants him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Duda is very mean to Jake, in my opinion. Like, I still don't get why he got custody of him. I'm confused too. Like, I just and to be mean to him, like 
after you have him. Yes, it just doesn't make sense. Um, But anyways, Jake now knows that Trig is alive and that he's in town. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we head over to Patrice's husband's house. I mean, Trig. (laughs) (laughs) And Imani is giving him a haircut. And I'm sorry, I don't want to shave him. And it's not that I wasn't interested in this scene because, you know, it was cool hearing yeah. his story and learning about mm-hmm. his dad. Um, because we knew Reg and Drake, Jake, but that's it. Right. Um, we even, we're even meeting their mom for the first time this season. So, you know, I get wanting to give us the backstory, but I don't know. It just feels so forced. And I felt like the scene was too long. Like, I could care less about Trick, to be honest. That's fair. It was very lengthy. I do, I appreciate him being vulnerable. And I feel like they're trying to make us see him as the protagonist at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I guess they're trying to make him, like, a good character. Okay. But, but I guess we really don't know if we're supposed to like him or not. Right. But that moment made me like him a little more just because he was talking about his background and how that affected him. Yeah. I don't know. I was just watching the whole time, like, (laughs) where is Keisha? Like, let's stay focused. Like, (laughs) we gotta find Keisha, okay? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. what are y'all doing? Yeah. You know, I get it. You know, the show writers and runners, they had to switch gears with Brandon leaving. I mean, that was a big character. And with Brandon, you lose Jerrica, you lose the cop from the last three seasons. So I get they're trying to fill these gaps or whatever, but I just felt like we didn't need that. It was too long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Luke James is nice to look at. Don't get me wrong. True. I just, <laughs> just felt me. like we He's didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then next, they take us to Ronnie at the bar with those two dudes, and they're trying to figure out if he's in a cult. And I'm like, I am tired of these filler scenes. Like, Yeah, I didn't understand. I was going to ask you, did you understand the point of that scene? It was no point. I guess the point was <laughs> because they were, like, really insisting on seeing where he lived. So then mm-hmm. from there, we learned that Ronnie is homeless. Um, and I was confused because I was wondering where Miss Ethel was. Um, she's mm-hmm. his grandmother, and he lived with her. So I'm like, we haven't seen her yet either. They haven't mentioned her yet. And, you know, Ronnie takes them over to where he lives with the homeless people in the tent or or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that scene was to take us to that scene, like seeing that he's homeless. But I just feel like they were all filler scenes. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just how I felt. Like, I was not interested in either one of those scenes. <laughs> Fast forward that, y'all. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so now a character I actually care about. <laughs> we go to Jada, and she is at a speed dating event. Um, oh, sis. And she hasn't had much of a life outside of Emmett. Mm-hmm. And we all know how trifling Emmett's dad is. So Jada definitely deserves some fun and some love. But um, speed dating is not going well at all um she's literally offending everyone she's matched with or she's saying the wrong thing and turning them off yeah or giving like too much information yes (laughs) like she literally asked this asian american guy you know where he was from he's like you know i'm from lincoln park and then she's like oh so where are your parents from and i'm like stop stop (laughs) 
you don't he's do that like, girl. he's like they're also from looking part <laughs> like it was just bad and i've never done speed dating before but the way it went from her i'm scared to even try it like that was a- yeah i agree i'm i wouldn't say i'm opposed but it just seems like really stressful yeah. to have to meet so many people within like 30 minutes yes yes and it's like especially if you're already a little rusty like she is or yeah even anxious and you just say something stupid and you don't have time to recover because you have to try to meet somebody <laughs> else it just sounds like a lot <laughs> yeah and I, I really want her to raise her standards she was like her only requirements are no record <laughs> and them knowing not to wear gym socks with dress shoes <laughs> Girl, get you some standards. Patrice, <laughs> what Emmett Daddy has put her through, literally, that's all she wants. That is all she wants. Like, that's it. God. She just well, wants a man. I guess that's a step up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jada has been struggling out here, and then yes. Emmett got her with about 10 grandkids. Like, she just wants some companionship. Right. Then she told one guy, she's like, I'm a grandma. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her her dating it is very rusty. And when I thought about it, we really haven't seen her date the first mm-hmm. three seasons. So yeah, this is definitely a new playing field for her. It is very obvious, and she mm-hmm. needs a lot of practice. <laughs> Yes, I hope things look up for her. Yes, yes. And after speed dating, she goes to see Tiffany, you know, to vent about her experience. Because mm-hmm. um, Tiffany is the one that told her about speed dating. Right. And I would just like to point out that I like the relationship that Tiffany and Jada have now from previous seasons. Like, they mm-hmm. weren't always this cool. And I'm also not used to Tiffany even having this many scenes and lines. So it's cool <laughs> that they're like elevating her character now, like kind of making her more a part of the story. So I thought yeah. I, I like their relationship. I think they seem cool. They seem comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's a good I point. Love, yeah. And I love that Jada feels comfortable enough to even talk to her about stuff like this. Cause you know, it's pretty private. Like, yeah. And like she, I don't know if she's telling Emmett this, but to, you know, have this relationship with Tiffany mm-hmm. and feeling comfortable to share that. Yes, cool. yes. And um, so Tiffany refers her to a masseuse and Jada <laughs> is like, I want a life partner, but Tiffany is like, <laughs> let him take care of you in the meantime. And oh, then we can focus on your life partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also should point out here that the food Jada brought over that they were eating is mm-hmm. going to be with Link's Emmett to his new partner for his catering business, but we'll put a pin in that for now. Okay. Um. So the next scene is actually where I become more interested in Trig and Imani. Um. Well, Imani at least. <laughs> They're at a gay bar, and this guy mm-hmm. starts pushing up on Trig, and he's like, you know, why why are you in a gay bar if you aren't gay like he's throwing right. shade trig is getting very very agitated um and we see the temper come come out that he has and probably mm-hmm. what got him in trouble in the past <clears throat> and um you know he leaves and imani is very frustrated with him and let's take a listen to what she says when she confronts trig about his behavior what the fuck are you doing? Why the fuck would you bring me to a fucking gay club? I don't like that shit. 
Do I say anything when you take me to those whack-ass straight clubs? Dress clothes, really? We don't even have to go anywhere. All right, we got drinks at home. I need to be around my people. I'm your people. No, you're my person. You're not my people. These are my people. And I told you a thousand times. I don't want to be in a house just because you're scared people are going to think you're gay. I'm not gay. And you don't have to be. You're a woman, all right? That's all I see when I look at you. You can't love me, hate him. It doesn't work like that. interesting like I would have never guessed that Imani was a trans woman yeah I agree um but I, I also see like Trey can say he loves her mm-hmm. but if he doesn't respect her community which it seems like he's struggling with yes then I'm I understand why Imani's mad yeah yeah like I haven't seen gender and, and sexuality addressed this way on screen before yeah and even the statement imani said like you can't love me but hate Mm him like yeah that was that was deep like and i just thought this was very interesting i really don't feel like this is tackled much um and you know i wonder how straight men (coughs) with trans women like do they feel Mm -hmm. like trig or do they identify as you know, gay, because they, you know, are with the trans woman, but Mm -hmm. I try not to get too deep into sexuality, because I just feel like that's the parties involved business, but Mm -hmm. I did think it was interesting to reveal this in their relationship, and, you know, Trig sees a woman, but is he accepting of all parts of her, and I just thought that was really interesting. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I thought I thought that was good. So shout shout out to the writers for that. You know, some- yeah, that was that was an important scene, especially now. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Because I feel like we're all learning and unlearning a lot around that community. So I thought that mm-hmm. was a good a good storyline to introduce to us. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in them after that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we cut over to Nina and Dre and Kevin. And they have now caught the police. And up until this point, Kevin was still trying to cover for her. Mm-hmm. But he had to come clean that he had yeah. Keisha since Sunday night. So this is what, day three? Yeah, for him, for Kevin, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And he does share, though, that he thinks she's maybe with her new boyfriend. And mm-hmm. that causes the police to, like, fall back completely. You know, she's like, girls run off with their boyfriends all the time. And uh, Nina is so upset at Kevin. And I and I get her frustration and her anger. But I thought mm-hmm. it was a bit misguided toward him. Because she's clearly oh, upset sure. about Keisha. Yeah, and I feel like it was really ignorant for the police to say, you know, girls just run off with their boyfriends, like, but there's also the other side of that, like, men can be abusive, right, so, like, even if she did run off with him, is she okay, and, like, they just glossed over that, yeah, that was a terrible cop, like, she was just, mm-hmm. like, so indifferent after that, um, yeah. Nina is, like, now, at this point, she's, like, about to lose it, so, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. lot going on, um, Kevin meets up with Jake, before school 
And I'm sorry. I was like, how the hell did Jake get in this private school? Like, yeah. Jake. <laughs> but then I realized money talks and clearly Duda got him in in some fashion. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin asked Jake, you know, if he can help him find out where Keisha's boyfriend stays because he knows, Jake knows about the 63rd Street mob. Mm-hmm. And Kevin seems down and defeated, but I felt like Jake was a really good friend in this moment and reassures him that, excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> um, reassures him that they're going to find Keisha. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Emmett goes to see the lady that cooked the food for his mom. And y'all, they had Lala come to this door. Lala. How do you feel about that? They reaching. Like, they are throwing so many random characters at us. Like, at, at that moment, I got annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I love Lala, like, as a host. As an actress, um, she's not my favorite. Especially from Power. I feel like she... There was no difference between her role in The Shy to who she was in Power. I was literally... It was Keisha. Just... Yeah, it was Keisha. Dom, her name Dominique now. Like, that was like, <laughs> I just, again, I just feel like they're doing the most, adding all these mm-hmm. new characters. It's almost and, too many at one time. Yes! Like, <laughs> let us get to know Trig and Imani. Now we got to get to know Dominique, too. Yeah. Like, it's just too much. It's too mm-hmm. much. Um, And she literally has him show her... His thing to prove it's him <laughs> because everyone knows Emmett has this third leg. And I'm just like, okay, this is already starting off on some BS. Like, I can't. <laughs> I don't he trust her. <laughs> oh, he passed. <laughs> she let him right on in. And um, he has, like, a full-blown restaurant in her home. Like, there were tables full of people. Yeah. And she seems to be doing well for herself. Um, she cooks for Emmett. And this mm-hmm. is where they thought we were dumb. This significantly larger, significantly darker hand was preparing all that food. Like, it literally mm-hmm. looked like someone's auntie hand. And they really thought we were supposed to believe that was Lala's hand. Wait, Sheena, I missed that. That was Girl. someone else's hand? Girl! It what? literally looked like someone ain't Like, I, I swear to God. Stop it. Like, That's someone, a detail like you're supposed to pay attention to. And I was so confused. Like it literally looked like a Mima hand or like <laughs> someone aunt that's been cooking Thanksgiving dinner for the last like 10 years. Everybody trusts her. Like that was not Lala's hand. I'm so weak. I missed that. Just oh literally go, go back to that more. scene. I was so annoyed. I was like, y'all yeah. are not about to do this. Y'all are not. Oh, that would annoy me so much. Yes, yes. Wow. Let me know when you see it, because it's I'm right sure will. there. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, Emmett loves the food that he had, um, and he offers her a 50-50 partnership mm-hmm. for the catering business, and she agrees to work with him. Nice. So, after school, all the guys work at Duda's restaurant now, um, which we know is where he cleans his drug money. Mm-hmm. Uh, while at work, Trig visits Drake, Drake, Jake, <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> their conversation went really well, especially since Jake agreed 
to get to know him. And Trig seems pleased by by how the conversation went. Like he was all happy and like yeah, trying to get Jake to come live with him. Like it was it was it was a cute moment. I agree, and I it kind of like differed from what Jake was telling Duda near the beginning. He was like, I don't want to meet Trig. I don't care about him. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like we actually see them like just together. And, you know, just willing to get to know each other. So that's cool. Right. And I think that's where, like, blood thicker than water comes into place. Mm-hmm. Because oh, for sure. they have that hate and animosity toward Trig. But mm-hmm. that is his brother. You're, you're going to have a softer spot for his family. So I was happy to see that he opened up when he met him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so Jake does come through for Kevin. He gets the address to Keisha's mm-hmm. uh, boyfriend's house. And Jake and Kevin want to go over there, but Papa wants to stay put. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Mike told me what nooks they have. It's a trap house. So what? I don't think you should go, man. You might fuck around and get killed. And I ain't trying to have your blood on my hands. Yep, I think we all need to just pray for Keisha. Look, bro, I ain't trying to pray. I need to do something. All right, Kev. If you go to Nook's house, we coming with you. I'm not going nowhere. Yes, you is. Papa, stop being a punk. Y'all know I can't fight. Come on, do this to Keisha. Alright. But if they got a pit, I'm out. I honestly <laughs> don't think I can say I love Papa enough. Like, he kills me. This man said if there's a pit bull, I'm out. Like, <laughs> But, like, is he wrong? I feel like I love Papa for knowing who he is. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't fight. Like, he can't fight. Right. And he knows that. Like, why would he put himself in danger? <laughs> like, why y'all want me to come? Oh, my God. I love him. Like, he will always be Papa, always mm-hmm. and forever. He's great. Yes. <laughs> and um, over at Jada's house, the masseuse that Tiffany recommended came through. Um, and he did more than give her a massage. Um, happy ending. <laughs> Listen, I think it had been a while since Jada had got some, and she was having it up. I mean, they were switching positions. She was yeah. all over this man. Like, she had a really good time. <laughs> Get yours, sis. Yes. <laughs> and Emmett sees the guy out front and turns out that they know each other. And we all know how guys are about their mothers. So he is pissed. Like, he for breezing the whole house, opening windows. Like, he is so, so childish. <laughs> so weak. <laughs> and Jada is in such a good mood. I feel like she's not even listening to me. She's just playing with Oh, me. no. She's still on that high. Yes. My <laughs> braids were still down. Like, this was feeling good. <laughs> so, um, Dre is looking for Keisha's phone. I'm hoping it will lead it to her. And it looks mm-hmm. like she's using the um, Find My iPhone app. Smart. And the tracker leads her to the exact bus stop where Keisha was at at the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. But it's actually across the street where all the homeless people live. And Ronnie lives. It's the same area. And it mm. was definitely not a good look that Ronnie was there. Or that he actually did see Keisha the night she went missing. We all know all the characters hate Ronnie. Like, everyone hates Ronnie. Mm -hmm. And Dre was ready to fight. She was like, I know who you are. 
where's her phone? What did you do? Yeah. And they do find the phone. It's just another homeless man had it. Um, but it's actually broken. So I have a question. Yes. Does finding your iPhone work if the phone is off? Or if it's I broken? Oh no. Okay, was the phone because it was kind of like broken, broken, right? It was busted. <laughs> like okay, I was about hard. to say, was it just the screen broken? But now that I'm thinking back, I think the whole phone was like falling apart. Yeah. I don't know how she was tracking it. That's a good maybe that's a, a detail they missed, but I, I don't know how that works. Like, or I'm wondering up. if it broke recently. Cause at the end of the episode, it wasn't oh, broken. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm wondering if they just kept it, like, does it keep your last location or does it go away completely? Oh, that's a good point. Oh no, maybe we'll do some research. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out though. Cause I had I was not paying attention to that because that phone, it was literally like cracked open. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> um so the phone's broken, they find the phone, they don't find mm-hmm. Keisha. Um, and this actually gets the police back involved and now to right. take seriously. Um, so while that is going on, Kevin, Jake, and Papa pull up to Keisha's boyfriend house while and Kevin is straight up with him. She's like, Is Keisha here? Mm-hmm. The guy says no. And Kevin pushes, like, you know, how do I know you're telling the truth? Mind you, this is a whole gang member. So he yeah. literally pulls a gun out on Kevin. But Kevin doesn't back down. Like he's staring a gun straight on. He wants mm-hmm. to know if his sister's in there. And I'm pretty sure Papa is dying on the inside right now. <laughs> oh like I can only imagine how scary it is to have a gun pulled out on yeah. you. I'm surprised he didn't run away. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made that scene so much funnier if Papa ran yeah. away crying. Oh my that god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Kevin Kevin wants all the smoke and that is the end of episode two shout out to Kevin yeah he like, is ready I, I wish I had like just an ounce of his courage yeah like he really loves his sis and to go somewhere he's not familiar he doesn't know this man right to try to find her like shout out to him yeah like you playing a gun I'm backing off good night sir okay. sorry to bother you I'm out <laughs> thank you for your time Um, yeah so i'm just like where is keisha like at this point on this episode i was actually getting frustrated because i'm like okay i know they're not about to kill off another character when we just lost all those other characters Mm -hmm. yeah so i I, I was i was frustrated at this point yeah i hope we have more revelations next time yeah um or just, just some new clues. Because we really didn't get much in this one at all. We didn't get anything. Literally. Yeah. Okay. We got to know we got to know Trig and Imani and we met Dominique. That was literally That's it, it. as far as new. Characters Everything we don't even know. <laughs> yeah, this was a fluff episode. Yeah. Sorry, but not sorry. Yeah. Fluff, filler, all of that. <laughs> we gonna see how episode three went because we over this episode. <laughs> yes. So if y'all agree, let us know. Um, you can email us at weyopodcast at gmail. We would love to hear your comments. You can write us anytime. We'll check it out. Yes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and, t- and Twitter at weyopodcast. Tweet with us. DM us on Instagram. We're both active. We're both mm-hmm. looking forward to talking with you guys. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. 
Thank yes, you for yes, your yes. continued support. And um, we will talk to you guys next week. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.